Yesterday, the Washington State Legislature passed Senate Bill 5599, which is essentially state-sanctioned kidnapping. If a minor child wants what the bill calls protected health care services, which is abortion or gender transition services, they do not have to notify the parents. And this bill has been my fight this session. I have been relentlessly fighting this bill since it dropped on January 27th. This bill is personal to me. Hi, I'm Julia Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Planning Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of America, which began as Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are an organization of like-minded ladies and gentlemen who are working hard to encourage, empower, and equip citizens around the country to stand up, speak up, and take real action that can create change, whether that's in your local community, your state, or on a national level. You can learn more about our organization, the work that we're doing, and how you can get involved and support us by heading over to our website, conservativeladiesofamerica.com. And if you are in the state of Washington, you can check out conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. Our mission is to have a chapter in every state in this country. So if you are in a state and you're interested in potentially starting a chapter, I'd love to chat with you. All of the contact information can be found in the show notes. Well, I've spoken a couple times about this Senate Bill 5599 in recent episodes, so I don't want to recap the whole bill, but this bill for me was was very personal. And when I saw the bill drop on January 27th, I knew this was my fight for the 2023 session. This is the hill I will die on. And I have shared uh, in a number of places um, and a little bit here on the Women's Planning Podcast about our family's uh, journey through youth mental health in Washington State and in particular, uh, my own daughter being held hostage by a youth shelter in Seattle. Uh, and it took eight Seattle police officers to rescue her. And since that happened, uh, I have become involved with state legislation. That was in March of 2021. A couple weeks after that happened, I met my now dear friend, uh, former state representative Brad Clippert from the Tri-Cities area of Washington. And he reached out to me after he heard about what happened and offered his help in any way that he could and he and I became fast friends and I became involved in the legislation he started teaching me about how I could uh, use my group to impact the legislation and so that's what I started doing two years ago and last session we were really involved and this session we've been extremely involved we've definitely refined our strategy and have been I would like to say a force this legislative session and I attribute that to uh, my relationship with Brad and Brad really showing me that our help was needed in the legislation and it truly is uh, the legislation um, in every state and even on a national level citizens need to be involved a lot of citizens don't even realize that they can use their voice to speak in the legislative process. Um, So whatever state you're in, 
um, you can have a voice in that process. And so it's, it's more than just elections and electing the lawmakers. You also need to have an impact on the laws that they're passing. So that is um, what we have been doing. I have been sounding the alarm on this egregious bill uh, since day one and got a little bit of attention from some local people back in early February. We were able to rally support from citizens. You know, since this happened to my daughter two years ago, where so she was um, at church youth group on a Wednesday night. Uh, She became triggered. She had a mental health crisis. She was at Seattle Children's Hospital. And the next day, the hospital called me and said that my daughter was going to be going to a youth homeless shelter. And I was like, no, no, she's not. She's she's coming home. I'm, I'm coming to get her. And they the hospital said, well, unfortunately, it's not up to you. She's over 13. She was 14 at the time. She's over 13. And so she gets to make this decision for herself. So they were just calling to notify me because that is the existing law. They have to notify you. Um, And then my daughter spent 10 days in this youth shelter and that's a whole other long story. And then we uh, were able to, uh, we went to pick her up thinking that we were just going to be able to pick her up. Well, they actually held her hostage and it took us eight Seattle police officers to get her out. Uh, Then we had to fight to get her. They took her back to Seattle Children's Hospital because she was not in great shape And then we had to fight to get her transferred from Seattle Children's to a hospital in Boise where we would be able to have decision making for her um, because a 14 year old having a mental health crisis is really not in a position to be making their own mental health care decisions. Uh, But here in Washington state, you have uh, lawmakers, activists, uh, mental health people, people that are in these medical facilities that would love to make these decisions love to influence your child into these decisions. It's very dangerous. And since this happened to my daughter, we have had, I actually have twins, so there's two of them. Um, And between the two of them, we have encountered a number of mental health crises in Washington state. We have been involved in, you know, with emergency services and um, mental health hospitals and even um, at the at the public school level. Now, I should preface this, you're probably wondering, what's wrong? Well, my, my three youngest children have um, substantial childhood trauma. And so as they became adolescents, that kind of manifests a little bit differently. And then you throw COVID into the mix and it really made a recipe for disaster uh, for entering the teenage years. So we've been dealing with that. So over the last two years, it has been truly a constant state of crisis for our family in Washington. And I don't speak a lot about all of these things publicly uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, you know, my kids are 16 now, and so I want to protect their privacy. It's very stressful for me. It has been very anxiety-inducing for for me to go through all of this, and it truly has been two years of nonstop um, stress and anxiety. Um, I think that my activism and my work that I do through Conservative Ladies of Washington has been a nice distraction for me and a good place, a productive place for me to put my energy. Otherwise, I probably would have been balled up in a corner trying to cope and maybe some not so healthy ways. And so this has actually been a good place for me to direct 
direct my focus and my energies. And this bill was definitely for me, the hill that I would die on. I have, as I said, since this happened to our family, I have felt a duty, an obligation, a responsibility to alert other citizens about the laws in Washington state, because I didn't know that over 13, you can make these decisions. I didn't know a lot of these things that were going on and how truly the state wants to alienate parents from their children. And this Senate Bill 5599 takes the existing law, which has been the existing law has been on the books for quite a while. This takes the existing law one step further in that it they don't even have to give parents notification. So let's say my child who let who went to the shelter, let's say she was having gender issues and she said she wanted to have gender transition, which that that was not her particular issue. Um, But let's just say for the sake of argument, that's what, you know, she wants to, you know, get her boobs cut off. Well, with the passage of this law, Seattle Children's Hospital would not even have to notify me. They would be able to transfer her to this youth shelter and I wouldn't even know where she was they would keep that from me. So essentially they're, you know, it's, that's why I say it is state sanctioned kidnapping. That is exactly what it is. And that is what we need to refer to it as. And, um, I testified on this bill every single time it went through committees and different hearings and things like that. And the prime sponsor of this bill is a Senator from Muckleteo named Marco Leas. He is a middle-aged gay man without children. And I think it is safe to say that he is a pedophile. This bill is straight evil. There were dozens of sensible amendments that would have made this bill a little less bad that he and every other Democrat in the Washington Senate voted no on. Uh, He does not want parents to know what is going on with their children. He does not want children to even, one of the amendments is to give these kids counseling. And he voted no on that. And all the Democrats voted no. There were a lot of amendments that would have improved this bill and at least provided, you know, some kind of sanity in this evil garbage. And they all voted no. And today on Twitter, I've been going back and forth. Well, not back and forth. I've just been going at him on Twitter because he posts, um, you know, he gets ratioed on Twitter like crazy. And I just am thinking, gosh, if Twitter ratio could affect policy, that would be really great because it would shoot down his policies. But he posted something today because this bill is getting national attention now. Um, Dan Bongino covered it and Fox News has been covering it. Newsmax and OAN have both covered it. A lot of podcasters have covered it. So they're so now they're having to respond to this national news coverage of this bill. And he's saying, you know, it's misinformation. So today he shared an article from some newspaper out of Skagit County, uh, which is here in Western Washington. And the article that is the fact-checking article doesn't even cite the bill. It doesn't even link readers to the bill itself. And all you have to do to check facts on this bill is to read the bill itself. Uh, And so I've been providing screenshots to uh, his Twitter people, and I've been providing amendments, screenshots of the amendments that would have made this a better bill because people need to see and they're trying to do this in the dark and I am all about 
shining a bright light on this garbage. And I was talking to my husband last night because he kind of, I think he's kind of frustrated with me because as you know, we're moving to Florida or maybe you don't know, we're moving to Florida. We bought a house last October. And so my husband is totally mentally checked out in his mind. He lives in Florida. So these laws in Washington do not pertain to him at all. And I, you know, I have spent hundreds of hours this session fighting these garbage bills in Washington state. And I think it frustrates him. And, and so last night he was asking me, uh, as we were talking about this bill passing and, and he says, do you feel like, you know, you can let this go now? Do you feel like this was kind of your, your thing that, you know, you were working so hard on and 100% this was personal for me. This bill is so connected to what happened with our family and will really allow Washington State to uh, do this more to other vulnerable children. I definitely wanted to, and I felt a responsibility this session to sound the alarm and to do everything in my power to let as many people know the dangers in Washington and how dangerous it is for children in Washington. And I tell people, If you have children in Washington, they are not safe. You need to get your children out of Washington state. And I still say that. I still believe that with the passage of this bill and a whole bunch of other bills. I say that even more. Get your kids out of Washington state. And truly, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, I'm going to stay and fight. There is nothing virtuous about staying and fighting if you are going to lose your children with what happened to my daughter, our family will never be the same. My daughter will never be the same. The trauma that she suffered from what happened to her in that shelter has forever changed her and it cannot be undone. And if my story, our story, her story can get families to protect their children and can spare another child from having to go through that horror that my child went through, then it is worth it. And I do feel that, you know, when, when all this happened, I had just launched Conservative Ladies of Washington. I launched Conservative Ladies of Washington on March 1st. My daughter was in the shelter on March 18th. And I do believe that God has used my voice to bring attention to this situation And I'm grateful that he has used me in that way because I do believe that people deserve to know and it is hard to talk about and it takes a lot of courage and there's a lot of backlash, you know, because here in Western Washington, in Washington, um, we have a huge amount of these, you know, radical, leftist, insane, whatever you want to call them. I can't even call them Democrats because that's just not what it is. And it's not the the Democratic Party that we used to know. People will use lies of the enemy against you. You know, oh, well, I'm sure your kid was in a shelter because you're a bad mom. Oh, I'm sure your kid had a crisis because you're a bad parent. Um, They will use those lies to make you feel small and to try to shut you up. Those are straight from the pit of hell. That is what it is. And I will not be silent. This is the hill I will die on. And the devil cannot shut me up. 
I will do everything in my power to sound the alarm, to do whatever I can to protect other people's children. And so, yeah, this was personal for me. And yes, my husband is right. I had to do this. I had to fight this with every thing that I had, even knowing that I would lose because I fought another bill, a similar bill that was another step in this direction last session and we lost. And so I was ready for it. I was ready to be louder. I was ready to let more citizens know. And I think the moral of this story, this session is get your kids out of Washington. And, you know, I think back to when I first went on the Todd Herman show, when this was happening to our family, And Todd is in Idaho, and he left Washington after their own family's uh, youth mental health crisis, and he got his daughter out. And one of the things he said to me during those series of interviews that we did is, why are you staying? And I just thought, well, I'm here. I'm I'm here for the fight, and I'm going to fight. I'm going to stay and fight. And I always thought, well, I'm going to stay and fight until I feel that God calls me out. And I've done a couple of episodes about how God did call me out at the end of last session, I really felt God saying, it's time for you to go, you can go. And, you know, all of that was made very smoothly. We, you know, had everything fell into place. And it was it was truly, you know, we believe that God want that that is the path that God has set out for us. And as I my eyes have been opened to the evil that is happening in Washington state and the lack of fight that is here um, and the length of time it's going to take to turn it around. That's kind of how I realized how, okay, I, I get why Todd left. I get why he realized that the fight was too great for him to stay in the middle of it, to stay in the line of fire. It made sense to me after I started seeing more behind the curtain after this happened to my daughter and getting more involved in the legislature and seeing what was going on um, on both sides, you know, in the Democratic Party and even on the Republican side, because, you know, there are a lot of Republicans that act like Democrats here and they enable this stuff to go on. And then um, shortly after that, after I met Todd and Todd and I became friends after I did the interview on his show and he connected me to Tyler Miller and Tyler was a very engaged activist in Washington state. He was very effective at um, engaging citizens and educating people. And so Todd connected us and right when I connected with Tyler, Tyler was getting ready to move his family from Washington to Arkansas. And so we talked about that. I wasn't moving anywhere yet. I was staying in the fight. But in my discussions with Tyler and Tyler moving his young daughters out of the state and Tyler seeing behind the curtain and knowing the lay of the land. And then I'm going through last year's legislative session and I'm starting to add up. Okay, Todd was a fighter and Todd left and Tyler was a fighter and Tyler left. Tyler, they are both still fighters. They're fighting where they are. And I think that People have to look at those of us who have been very engaged in the fight, very entrenched in the battle. Why are we leaving? Why are we choosing to go fight on other battlefields? You have to look at the truth. You have to look at the reality. You have to be where you can be safe, where your family can be safe, and where you can have freedom and where you can flourish. And as all of this unfolds with Senate Bill 5599 and so many of these other bills, I just want to encourage people. And I know I sound like a broken record because I say this, I feel like every episode, but 
wherever you are in the country, whether you're in Washington or Florida or Texas or Arkansas, wherever you are, you need to engage in the battle there because what these people are doing to children in Washington, they're doing this in every single state in this country. They're after these children. They're not coming for the kids. They've come. They've arrived. They're here. They've been here. It's just getting more exposed and people are starting to open their eyes. And I saw a video this morning of the community I'm moving to in Florida where these Trantifa people are yelling and screaming and protesting outside of a school about rights for trans kids. It's You're not safe anywhere. So wherever you are, dig your heels in and fight. But your primary purpose is keeping your family safe. So make sure that you are in a place where you can protect your children and you can keep them safe because I want you to learn from what happened to our family. No one should have to go through that. And the trauma that my daughter experienced, the trauma that my husband and I have experienced and the rest of our family, we can't undo this. And this has impacted us and will impact us for the rest of our lives. This is a worthy fight. And I I do believe it is uh, just starting to get ramped up. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I do want you to be a realist. I am collaborating with uh, a couple of different groups, the Gays Against Groomers Washington chapter and the Moms for Liberty Kitsap County chapter of Washington. Our three organizations are going to be putting together a protest at the Capitol in Olympia tomorrow at three o'clock. So that's Friday, April 21st. And we, this is an event that is for parents of all political affiliations of all walks of life. Uh, This is a event, a protest to protect our children and to protest these bills like Senate Bill 5599 and House Bill 1469, which essentially allows kids from other states to come here and get these services without parental consent or notification. Uh, Very anti anti-family, anti-parent, anti-child laws. And so we're coming together to um, advocate for protecting children. We're not anti any group of people or any person. We are strictly about protecting children from these irreversible procedures and protecting parental rights, giving parents, good loving parents, the ability to be involved with their children, their children's mental health care, their children's physical health care. Um, so I'm really excited about this event. I'm, there's going to be a counter protest uh, across the way. So it's probably going to be a little bit interesting, but we are not there for um, any other reason than protecting the children, which is the hill that I will die on. And I know a lot of other citizens are on this hill with me and we've got to unite, we've got to link arms and we've got to stand up to protect these children. So a bummer of an episode today. I know it feels like we've got a lot of bummer of news and information coming at us lately. Um, But it's great to see so many people waking up and taking action and getting involved in the fight. I really am encouraged to see all of that. So thanks for listening. I've got links to 
these bills and uh, some more information about our event tomorrow in Olympia. And if you're in Washington, please come, please come out. I will be sharing a little bit more about our story and talking about parental rights. We've got a great lineup of speakers. Uh, It's not a political event. It truly is about parents. And so we will be amplifying parent voices and uh, other activists who are involved in protecting children. So I would love to see you tomorrow, Friday, April 21st at 3 p.m. at the on the Capitol steps in Olympia. So please share this episode. And I look forward to chatting with you again next time. 